something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. can't see the thing <laughs> okay what's up y'all welcome to hand me my purse the podcast i am mimi walker and i will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast so go ahead and get comfortable get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage whether that's alkaline water red kool-aid a hot cup of tea with honey a glass of cabernet sauvignon or hennessy And light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage. And just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up, friends and kin? It's Mimi, resident Auntie Supreme here at Hand Me My Purse. And today I am sipping on my COVID immune fighting tea concoction. That is basically a combination of a recipe that I got from a Haitian friend. Shout out to you, Merlon. She posted it on Facebook, said that she had talked to some of her aunties or grandmothers or some elders in Haiti, and this is what they told her she should be drinking. So I was like, let me take note of that. I added some Jamaican fever grass, which is great for immunity, two different Chinese root teas, and then I added my own special Auntie Mimi additives. Why am I drinking this? Because I am not playing with coronavirus. Coronavirus! My health is important to me. I got work to do. I got a lot to live for. You know, life is good. I'm happy. I'm healing. I'm not playing around, okay? I'm not playing around with my life, and I'm not playing around with anybody else's life. So this is why I'm drinking this. It's not the tastiest thing I've ever drank in my life. That's for sure. Definitely leaves an interesting taste in your mouth. But you know what? It's great for my immune system. 
And that's all that matters. Now, before I go any further, I want to let my listeners in the Bahamas and in Florida know that I am praying for you guys. I saw on CNN that there's a hurricane warning for the Bahamas and a tropical storm warning for parts of Florida. My prayers are for your safety and that this storm will die out and stay in the ocean and not even touch land anywhere and that everybody will be protected. So my prayers are with you. You know, guys, I decided on the jam for today's show because this is the quintessential Let's Get Together song. Okay, it's a song by Miguel called Come Through and Chill. And the title alone kind of just lets you know, like, what's up, you know, and not even that I'm necessarily celebrating like hookup culture or that kind of thing, but In this time where we are kind of plagued with the inability to navigate through love, lust, sex, and human connection the way that we normally would, we have to kind of reinvent those things and create a whole new spectrum for human interaction due to the climate of the country based on this virus that we're dealing with. And so I love this song. I love Miguel. He's the cutest little man ever. Now, you know what? This is a small man who seems to not be a jerk. Okay. He's small in stature, very handsome. He's a beautiful black man. I mean, I don't know him personally, clearly, but he doesn't seem to have a Napoleon complex. I don't really know him. I'm not married to him. He's not my cousin, so I can't really speak to it. But he seems to have it together. You'll see why I brought up men that are small in stature a little bit later. Anyway, I chose this song because, like I said, it's the quintessential let's get together song. It's the kind of song where, I mean, if you really get into the lyrics, you know, it's definitely like a hookup song. But it's it's like he's saying, like, you know, girl, you fine. I like you a lot. Why don't you come over here? Let's chill. Do the things we like to do for him. I'm assuming it's smoke weed. If you don't like to smoke weed, fine. Maybe it's drink wine. Or maybe it is watch presidential debates. Or maybe it's crochet or knit. Or maybe it is do sand art. Whatever it is, will you come over and chill with me? That will probably lead to us having sex. Or maybe not. In the song, I'm pretty sure it leads to them having sex, but maybe not. Maybe you will come through and chill. Come over here and chill out with me. And this is something that we have definitely taken for granted because now in some situations, you just can't come over and chill. I personally can speak from experience. I can't go over and chill. And it is frustrating. I chose this song because it's great. I like it a lot. I love Miguel. I love his voice. And the young lady who's singing the cover, her name is Farah Kamu. As I say in every episode, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I'm sorry, but she has an amazing voice. She's a beautiful young lady. Her voice is just out of this world. So get into this song. Of course, it's added to the Hand Me My Purse playlist, which you can find on Spotify. There's a link in the show notes. If you don't already follow that playlist or listen to it, you are doing yourself a great disservice because I got all the jams on there. Okay, all kind of jams. When I first started this podcast, I said it was going to be like 80s and 90s heavy. Listen, that playlist got everything on it. Okay, it's like a hodgepodge. It's like real good gumbo, real good, like real good gumbo. The gumbo's so good that you could just drink the roux from a cup with a straw. So anyway, I want you to get into this 
cover by Farrakhan Moon. Get into it. Listen to the real song. Um, the video is kind of interesting, too. Um, watch it if you like. The link for the video is also in the show notes. And enjoy. Because usually I don't do this often. But since recruiting isn't an option due to unusual rain and Baby, I wonder, baby, I wonder, would you push aside some, push aside some for me? Because hey. I got the plug, I made the call for green. Uh, I'm talking late night for ya. Let me lay a great time on ya. Don't hesitate now, don't ya? No, just say. Now let's get into the show. So guys, let me start this conversation off with something that is really bothering me and that is really heavy on my heart. And no, I am not talking about the coronavirus love and lust thing. I'm talking more about something that is a little more heavy than that. I'm talking about this whole situation uh, that is going on with Meg the Stallion and um, this little man. I'm not even going to say his name. Uh, It has my spirit a bit unsettled. And because I'm a black woman, I know for a fact what not feeling protected, especially in my own community feels like. And I'm sure that there are so many other black women all across the world who have stories that they can tell about what this can look and feel like. But I have to say that this right here has left me feeling like nauseous. I don't expect non-black folks to protect, honor and cherish black women. I don't expect that. However, there are some that do because they just honor and cherish all people. And that is nice and that is kind and that is great. And I appreciate that. But I'm not here to talk about them today. I'm here to talk about my folks. And I'm so disgusted with the way it is shown over and over and over. And it plays out across mass media that not only do we have to deal with the rest of the world not standing in the gap for us as black women or black girls, but. Black folks not doing it is just unacceptable for me. So this young, beautiful, smart, successful, seemingly warm and kind young woman was shot and suffered injuries to both of her feet. Not one of her feet, not one foot, but both feet. I'm going to put S on it. Okay. Both her feet. Who shot her? A black man who clearly has some serious issues. Now, the background of their relationship is none of our business. It's definitely none of my business. Quite frankly, it's none of your business either. But I will say this. Initially, all I could think was, why was she with this tiny little man in the first place? (laughs) I know that's rude, but why was she with this little man in the first place? Uh, I believe that she has to be like 5'10 or taller. She, Her name is very well fitting for her, Meg the Stallion, because she is built like a stallion. She's like 5'10, 5'11, and she's a pretty thick woman. But he's like 5'3 and like 120 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Girl, 
that is like your nephew's size. She doesn't have a nephew because she doesn't have any siblings, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, you know, you know, people like what they like. And, you know, even if, whether it's a relationship or a friendship, you know, enjoy what you like. It's none of my business. But I have to say that initially my first thought was like, why was she with this little teeny man? But whatever. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> this sorry bastard shoots her in the foot or in both of her feet. I'm not sure if it was both or what, like I said, but she sustained injuries to both of her feet. She's also stated she being Meg, the stallion that the incident left her. And I quote real life hurt and traumatized. It is said that he shot her in her foot or in her feet because she wanted to leave or get out of the car or leave his presence in some way. So he shot her in the feet. No, are you fucking kidding me? Excuse my harsh language. I'm sorry, but like, are you serious? First of all, this woman is an entertainer. So damaging her feet is basically playing games with her livelihood. This is how she makes her living. This is how she pays her bills. You playing with her money. Don't do that. One, I've ended friendships behind that and ended friendships with everyone connected to the person who did it. I don't play those kind of games. Don't play with my damn money. One. Because to me, that is a clear indicator that you don't give a good goddamn about me, nor how I live or how I'm going to live. In addition, that is demented. It's like some slave master, chicken George from Roots kind of mentality thing. You know, like I must control your movement and take away your power to walk away from me and protect yourself kind of shit. I'm not with it. Excuse my language, I know, but I, when I tell you that I've been upset all week about this, not to mention it's really violent. And all I could think was, this dude is like a sociopath. It's disgusting. He's disgusting. And he has a yet to be arrested for shooting her. He was arrested for carrying a weapon illegally, not for shooting her. I don't know if it has happened since I recorded this, but as it stands, he has not been arrested for shooting this woman in her feet. What I mean, like, what do you think this is doing to this young lady's emotional and mental health aside from the fact that she is physically injured and she is saying that she is traumatized and it left her hurt better yet who cares who is going to be there to care about her who is worried about her who is there to care about her she has since done an ig live where she's pouring her heart out she's crying um, she's sharing that she lost her mother and that she's had really had a really hard time. She also lost her grandmother. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, she lost her grandmother and her mother in the same month. And because I listened to some of her music, I also learned that she's an only child. Could you imagine being an only child, losing your mother and your grandmother? Like, I'm sure she feels really lonely. And working with children, I was an only child until I was 12. And I was really close to my mother and my grandmother. And when I lost my grandmother when I was 10, like it rocked my entire world. Okay. And working with children and understanding how only children sometimes navigate through life. It's really evident to me that this girl has been going through it. And in this IG live, she talks about being trusting or being too trusting and open hearted and caring and not focused on protecting her energy. She's clearly in search of some loving energy to help her deal with like the grief that she's trying to navigate through. You know, Meg needs to listen to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, first and foremost. Second of all, baby, I hope she is in therapy. I hope so, because child she needs it like just for the grief alone and how to navigate this loneliness of 
always having your mother and your grandmother and then losing both of them and then not really knowing. And then all of a sudden, you know, she has this surge of success like that poor baby. I just want to hug her. I just want to love her. I want to be her auntie. I do. Cause that's, you know, let me tell you something. That's what she needs. That's my answer to everything. (laughs) You need a black auntie that because black aunties are the bomb of Gilead. Black aunties heal everything to the best of their ability. And what they can't heal, they're going to offer you the resources to figure it out. Or they're going to take you to where you can go get healed, okay? (sighs) Poor Meg. Like, I feel bad for her. And I just feel like she just needs some healing. She needs to learn some alternative ways to, like, protect her energy. Because protecting our energy is vital. It's important. Especially when you are dealing with energy vampires or spiritual vampires. And on top of all of this stuff, this child got to go through the physical, emotional, and mental anguish. Do you know that people on social media are like making light of the issue? And not just like regular schmegular people like us. I'm talking about like celebrities. Not all celebrities. One is a celebrity. The other two. Eh. <laughs> so people are making jokes and treating this, you know, like it's funny. You know, ha ha ha. It's so, so funny. Nothing is funny about this. Just so that they can get some attention because really that's what it is. And of course, they're black and dripping with insensitivity amongst other things like no empathy, no sympathy, nothing. First up, we got Jess Hilarious. I'm just going to leave that right there. So she made a video reenacting the incident and making a joke about it. First of all, who is shocked? Not me. Apparently, she made the jokes after Meg the Stallion had this whole, you know, IG live where she's pouring her heart out about how she feels traumatized and that she's having a hard time dealing with the totality of the situation. It was after that that she decided to mock this woman's trauma. Like, what the hell? What? Who? I mean, like, what kind of evil is that? Next up, Drea, I'm sure you're saying, who the hell is that? Exactly. She's nobody. Anyway, and this is not like to bash people or anything, but I just don't understand how you can see this black woman in pain physically, emotionally and mentally and make jokes about like make jokes about that. Because I can guarantee I can promise you. Especially with the two women, that if you came at them the same way that they did this young lady, that they did Meg the Stallion, they'd be falling all out in the streets. They'd have a whole lot to say about how it's not nice, but but you're doing it. It's just ignorant. But anyway, Drea, who is really nobody as well, she's from Basketball Wives. She also had, um, she was a spokesmodel for Rihanna's line Fenty. Um, she made a really disgusting comment about it. Basically glorifying love that is violent in nature. Okay. And that's, that's sick. We're not even going to get into like domestic violence. Essentially, that's what this is. But like, I'm not going there because that's a whole nother show for a whole nother time. Last, uh, the longstanding board member of the I Hate Black Women Club, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, of course, posted memes and made jokes about the situation. I don't expect anything other than that from him because he is just a 14 year old boy, really. And I'm not sure about Jess Hilarious, nor do I really care. But Drea and Curtis have since apologized about the ignorant things that they said. So that's so nice. So nice. You apologize. Nobody really cares that you apologize on some real shit. Nobody cares that you apologize because realistically, as an adult, 
a mature, let me take that back because they're clearly not mature, but as an adult, you should not have even, that sh- the thought to even say that should not have come out of your mouth. It's disgust. like it, I'm, I'm disgusted. And to quote what um, Meg shared on Twitter, I like how I'm calling her Meg, like she is my little cousin or my little niece. To quote what she said on Twitter, she said, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized, end quote. Then she also tweeted some things that are not so safe for handing me my purse, um, but I don't blame her because I would have said much worse. As a result of this, Rihanna has since fired Drea from Fenty as a spokesmodel, which is good. I love Rihanna. Protect Meg. That's what we need to do. Hashtag protect Meg. Side note, uh, if I haven't said it before, I love Rihanna and I mean, I love her and I love her like she is literally my niece. Okay, I'm a member of the Rihanna Navy. I am Rihanna all day. I also saw that uh, the singer Kalani has removed uh, the young man who shot Meg in the feet. I'm not even going to say his name from a song that they did together. Good, good. You want to play with her money? Play with his money. Take him off the song. Hashtag protect Meg. Okay. Just hilarious received a lot of backlash about her comments as she should have from people on social media. Good. Hashtag protect Meg. I hope it plays with her money too. play with these people's money. Hit them where it hurts. Play with their money. You want to play with this lady's emotions and, and play around with her trauma. Play with play with their money. Okay. Protect Meg. The truth of the matter, though, is There has been an outpouring of love and empathy from people on social media. She posted pictures of Rihanna sending her flowers, Beyonce sending her flowers, and they both sent her really beautiful notes of encouragement. That's kind. And I'm sure she's really appreciative. Again, hashtag protect Meg. But the truth of the matter is that she should have never, ever had to endure any of this. None of it. Black women should not have to deal with this kind of disgusting treatment, especially not from their own people, especially not from black men. Who are really supposed to protect us? Listen, let me tell you something. And there are so many more moments. If you just scroll through those blogs and vlogs or whatever they are, like the shade room and those gossip ones, that'll send us right back to this very same energy of not protecting black girls and black women. I just saw something the other day, maybe yesterday, um, about uh, there was a young lady that used to be on uh, Love and Hip Hop. Her name was Tahiri. And she used to date Joe Budden, who has a very successful podcast, by the way. Shout out to him. Um, But I don't know who this guy is. She's dating some man. I couldn't even watch the clip because I just read the comments and apparently he put his hands on her, I believe. And I'm not watching that because that's going to trigger me. I already know it is, so I'm not going to watch it. But it just goes back to us not being protected. And I don't understand for the life of me, us not being protected in the presence of black men. That makes no sense to me. It's so many instances of this that you can see with celebrities or non-celebrities. We're not even going to get on human trafficking. We're not even going to get on human trafficking in metropolitan areas. We're not, we're not, not today. Let me tell you this, not today. We're not, not today. But please be advised that there will be an entire episode about this topic because this is a discussion that needs to be had. And the only way to heal trauma is to go directly to the point of injury. We're going to go to the wound and attack it. 
So stay tuned for that conversation because it's coming soon. Moving forward. So we are waist deep in the middle of this global pandemic. It has really forced us to shift, adjust, and adapt in so many ways. And every day, every week, every month, every second, every minute, every hour will pass. And we will find out that we have to shift, adjust, and adapt all over again. And I've been so focused on this podcast and really trying to get it off the ground and really trying to like, I hate saying hustle and grind because they're such cliche words. But like, I've been really working my ass off. I'll say that what people want to say when they say hustle and grind. I've been really working my ass off and doing whatever I wanted to do for me. In addition to this podcast that I haven't even really been thinking too much about dating and sex and all of that stuff. Although I have thought about it at some point, like I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't even think about dating and sex because I've been so busy with work. Lies you tell I'm a human being. I'm a woman and I'm only 40. Listen, this is not dead. Okay. I'll be thinking about it, but I've kind of been dating myself. I do a lot of solo outings. I've been on solo road trips. I go out all the time by myself. Remember in June, I went to Virginia Beach and Newport News all by myself. It was amazing. It was great. I had a good time, but everybody is not doing that. Some folks are out here friending and loving and dating and sexing like we aren't, like I said, waist deep in some kind of scary apocalyptic zombie realm right now and as someone who has kind of taken a break during this time with regards to dating and you know sex I have relied much on social media to keep me abreast of like what's going on thank god for social media Facebook and Instagram not so much Twitter because I'm not on Twitter as much but I am on there and you can follow me at hmmp underscore podcast But as I was saying, people are just out here acting like, you know, one, people are not getting sick and two, people are not dying every day. And the truth of the matter is that this virus is so erratic, so much about it, excuse me, that we don't know that I try not to put myself in situations that can be kind of tricky. But for those of you who are out here looking for love in all the wrong places, shout out to Eddie Murphy and shout out to Buckwheat too. I take my hat off to you. I take my hat off, but... Not my mask. I'm not taking my mask off for you, but the hat I will take off. Stick to the game plan. I don't really see how the entire world isn't on like high anxiety alert about this. Clearly, they are not. And you know how I know they're not? Because, like I said, I follow people on social media. And in my travels to and fro as I frolic about the world in my mask, and when I do go out... I just see people out here wilding for respect. Like, I mean, wilding. Just the other day, I saw that there was a party, like a pool party in PG County right here in Maryland. And there were like 700 people there. There was a DJ there like, and I didn't see one face covering whatsoever. Not one. Are they like, are those people crazy? Wait for it. Yeah, they crazy. Hell yeah, they crazy. And when I went to Virginia Beach, it was like the same thing. I was flabbergasted. Shout out to Sesame Street for teaching me that word when I was a child. I was flabbergasted at how many folks were just out here 
walking around in droves with no mask on close together. It was like I was back in Compton and I was at like Exposition Park at the Black Family Reunion. Gangs were everywhere and families were everywhere. No, put on a mask. Put on a mask, please. I personally don't get it, but, you know, what can we do? We don't control. We can't control everybody. We can't, you know, force people to do stuff. Actually, there are models that other countries have used and implemented with what can be done, you know, as far as the government taking the reins. But, you know, old Cheeto Pumpkin. Look, I was about to call him Cheeto Puppet Master, but Cheeto Pumpkin came out and, hey, It's all relative because it's all orange. Anyway, he wouldn't dare do something that makes logical sense. And he's definitely not going to do something that somebody else does, because whenever he has speeches, hold speeches, he always talks about how it's never been done before. So I wouldn't expect him to do something that makes sense. And I wouldn't expect him to put the people's safety first. Anyway, enough about him back to dating. So I was curious about what people were out here doing about dating and sex and love and lust and such things of that nature. And I think I thought, People were just doing a lot of phone sex and like FaceTime dates and Skype love and all that stuff. Nope. Nope. This was all wrong. And I mean, I was wrong, wrong. And people have started to get really creative with dating and sex and all of these things. And I was very curious as to what folks were doing. Just in case, you know, I decided to get back out there or, you know, I decided to take a break and say, let me focus on some human connection. And I just feel like as humans, we're in a space where we're forced to kind of think about how we can create and reinvent dating and human connection. So I kind of just decided, as I said, to put dating on hold. But a couple of weeks ago, two of my cousins on separate occasions, they were not around each other. They live in two totally different states, mentioned the dating app Hinge to me. And so I considered it. I downloaded it with my friend, Melissa. Shout out to you, Mel. And in the same spot last year around this time when I downloaded Bumble and I met somebody, um, it didn't work out, but it's okay. Um, I was like, Mel, I'm totally going to download Hinge and I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to start dating. I'm going to be open to it. This is the perfect time because I don't really have a lot of time to date because I'm focused on this podcast so much. And, you know, I can kind of talk to people on the phone. I can vet them a little more. You know, we can meet. We can stand far away from each other. Don't touch me. It might be good because the older I get, the more introverted I become. And so I downloaded it. It started asking me all these questions. I kind of felt a little anxious about it. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I don't feel like it. I deleted the app. And here I am. Um, hingeless. How about that? You know, like I'm not totally opposed to online dating. I've done it before. I've had a lot of fun and I know a lot of people who have had success and by success, I mean like, you know, the end goal of dating for most people is marriage or a long-term companion. And I am aware that everybody doesn't want that. For most of us though, that is the end goal. Like I said, I wanted to know what folks were doing during this time to fill the void, to ensure that they still have a somewhat thriving love life and to make sure that human connection isn't lost. So as I did research for this episode, I read a few articles and one of them I'm going to put in the show notes. And it seems people are out here thriving in these COVID love streets. Okay, the article in The New York Times stated that a survey conducted by Everly Well, whoever that is. And let me tell you this about surveys and statistics. I learned from Dr. Ronnie Ellington at Morgan State University that you do not believe everything that you read in statistics. You need to find out who conducted the statistic 
Why did they do it? What is their motivation behind it? What is why are they doing this? But anyway, according to the New York Times, a survey conducted by Everly Well, which is a company that makes at home health tests. See that? That's what Dr. Ellington was talking about found that nearly one in four Americans ages 20 to 31 broke quarantine to have sexual contact with someone in April when stay-at-home orders were at their peak. I'm not 20 to 31, but I am one in four Americans who did that in April. Not with anybody new. Not with anybody new. Not at all. Hell no. But I did. But as I stated, you know, I wanted some intel. So what did I do? I went to these streets. I asked folks about their COVID dating situations. I asked people about their COVID sexual and intimacy situations. I asked people from all different backgrounds, relationship statuses, ethnic backgrounds, different age groups, socioeconomic backgrounds. Like I wanted a diverse pool of people. Why? Because everybody doesn't all do the same kinds of people. We don't all date the same kind of people. We don't all have the same ideals and concepts when it comes to dating. So I wanted to have some variation. I wanted it to be like gumbo. Gumbo is a theme here at Hand Me My Purse, probably because I love gumbo. Anywho, I asked around. I wanted to know what was happening. I sent out a Google form to gather some uh, details for y'all because I know damn well I'm not the only one who is curious. So this is for the wanderers, the thinkers, or those of you who are like me and you are overanalyzers. Also, just in case I decided to stop being mixed Scrooge of dating and get back out there, I would like to know what I would be facing and how I needed to adjust, shift, and adapt. So here are the results from my investigations. It gets pretty interesting. So sit back, grab you something to drink and get ready for these responses, child. So first up, we have Lena and Lena says, sometimes dates can just involve sitting on our porch with our favorite drinks and spending hours talking. My husband brings me lunch to work and sits in the car with me as I eat. And we just listen to music playlists. It's all about creating memories, no matter the scenery. Super C says, I've only been on three dates during the pandemic and only one had any intimacy. It wasn't full on sex or even oral, but there was quite a bit of fondling and caressing. Susie Q says, (laughs) I love the name Susie Q. We just don't kiss. I mean, Google said it was safe that way. Thomas said, I need my loins touched. CP said, I'm on Hinge and I'm communicating with people that way. I did go on a rendezvous with an old flame a few weeks ago and it was nice to get away, but I'm still not interested. I am happily single, but I'm open to dating if someone piques my interest. Simone said, from time to time, an old friend will reach out to hang out. We never called ourselves dating, but we've known one another for about five years, fell off a few years and reconnected. So when we get together, it's always a good time. We find fun things to do, get drunk and end up having sex at the end of the night. Social distancing isn't even an afterthought. And after hanging out, we both quarantine from the world for two weeks. He hangs out more than me, so he will make sure anytime he is in the streets, he and I chill for a bit. Chiffon, this might be my favorite comment of all of them. I kind of want to read it last, but I'm not. I'm going to read it now. Chiffon from Brooklyn. I don't even know if I can say what I'm laughing. Chiffon from Brooklyn, New York said, 
and I quote, I just stay away from these dirty dick scoundrels, honestly. You know what, Chiffon? That's a major key, sis. Lay from Atlanta said, I just keep my old standby on standby. Let me tell you something. That's the way of the world. When you're in a pandemic, like nobody has time to be meeting new people and sleeping with new people. Just keep old faithful on standby. Like that just makes more sense. Like y'all talk on a regular basis, y'all friends, y'all not going to put each other in danger. You're going to have conversations with each other. Like, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. You don't have a problem asking them questions like, hey, you having sex with somebody else? Yes. Okay. Well, then, no, we're not doing this. Hey, you having sex with somebody else? No. All right. Well, come on. Come on over. Chrissy from Baltimore said, I've been on a few dates during the Rona, and it's not really a difference. Before Rona got here, just wear a mask to the dinner table and when leaving. So, meh. Miss Marie in West, this is what I mean. People are living good lives out here. Miss Marie from West Palm Beach, Florida said, hmm. What to say here? A friend and I from 18 years ago reconnected after running into each other in the grocery store in November 2019. We learned that we were actually neighbors. During the outset of the corona, the deterioration of his marriage came to a head. His wife wanted to separate. He confided in me in our new daily walks that started during the corona. Six weeks later, feelings arose and we took our walks in another scenic place, but that didn't last long as there were just too many factors, a new separation, a pandemic, and so much uncertainty. So when things begin to lift, I hopped on Tinder to see other options. Immediately, I met a nice couple. Listen, Marie is living her best life, okay? If this is what she, here's my thing. If this is what you want to do, people do what you want to do. Just be safe. She said, immediately, I met a nice couple. We met for dinner and became friends. Love and friendship is still happening. And so is decoupling, too. We really are adaptable. Let me tell you something. Live your best life, Miss Marie, in West Palm Beach, Florida. Do whatever you need to do, but just be safe. That's all I'm going to say. Sis is going to say, be safe. Make sure everybody is strapped up and dapped up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fitty K from Baltimore says, DM sliding has become my thing. I Zoom stalk for a period of time. Then I finesse my way into the DMs. Wow, this has to be somebody who was born in the 80s. The last honey dip I ran up on turned into a four hour video chat and I'm pretty sure he likes me. Put yourself out there a little bit, ladies, and just enjoy the ride. It can only go one of two ways. That's the best advice ever. Put yourself out there and enjoy the ride. It can only go one of two ways. Realistically, what's the worst thing that could happen? Somebody don't like you. Somebody rejects you. Somebody says no. So the hell what? At this point in your life, if you have not experienced worse things than some random Bama that you don't know not liking you, you haven't really lived a life at all. Like, so what if somebody that you don't know that you're not invested in decides that they don't like you? So, girl or dude, go about your business. Sophia from Orange County says, I am single by definition. During the Rona, I've been pretty quarantined with the exception of about three. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I've been pretty quarantined with the exception of about three occasions where I had to get out and, well, have sex. I did once with an ex and a few other times with a previous guy. Would I go out in public and risk catching the Rona? No, not really. But I felt that this was essential. (laughs) I love you guys. I swear to God. Ray said... 
It's been tumultuous and complicated as I've been in a relationship and it just recently ended due to differences in how we navigated together through the pandemic. We had some philosophical differences that felt like they couldn't be resolved. Dang, Ray, I'm sorry that that happened to you. But you know what? Hopefully something new is coming your way. Slim Calhoun said, I hate this house. It'd be nice to get. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen. It's my favorite Corona meme ever. It's this little girl who's just walking around in circles saying, I hate this house. I hate this house. I totally understand how she feels sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie. But that's what this reminded me of. So Slim Calhoun said, I hate this house. It'd be nice to get a breath of fresh air and see people I don't live with. Um, someone who wrote gorilla said, I do a lot of flirting. Jody from Georgia said, not hanging out much, but we do things together at home. We go bike riding and do curbside for food. I miss dating though. Sometimes I get uncomfortable when he tries to kiss me, especially when he comes in from work or leaves the house, but we are still intimate. I guess when we get going, I forget all about COVID. (laughs) Hey, sometimes it's like that. Ain't nobody thinking about no coronavirus when them hormones get to jumping. No dates to 11 said I had no. (laughs) No dates to 11 said I had no dates before Corona and I have no dates during Corona. Anonymous from North Carolina said pimping been pimping since pimping. All right, pimping. Well, you better make sure you are wearing a mask and being safe before you be on a ventilator. Um, NB from Tallahassee said I've been nervous about dating and going out. And rightfully so. Like, I get that, MB. Like, I totally get that because it is to be nervous about. Abby from Kansas City, Missouri said, my husband and I are in a poly. Here we go. Y'all is getting it in, man. My husband and I are in a polyamorous relationship and we have a girlfriend. She has a boyfriend that doesn't know about us. He lives out of town, so it makes it easier for us to spend time with her. However, when Rona hit, She decided to quarantine with her man so we don't see her as much. It was cool in the beginning, but now we've been exploring introducing another woman into the relationship and posted our profile on a couple dating sites. We will require anyone new to take a Rona test before we are intimate with them. Listen, Abby, why don't you get with Miss Marie in Florida and, you know, make it happen? Ralph Rona Tresvant from the District of Coronavirus. Let me tell you something. Y'all are the best said dating during the pandemic has been fun mostly planning hiking dates virtual dates such as escape i don't even this is how disconnected i am okay if it's not called hand me my purse i don't really know about it because i don't even know what escape is okay virtual dates such as escape i gotta look into that because like in my mind i'm thinking is it like a website where you can like go to the place like virtually like you go to a place like you say like I'm gonna go to Las Vegas and then you're in Las Vegas or I'm gonna go to South Africa or the Bahamas or Toronto Canada or Niagara Falls which is one of my favorite places in the world and you end up there because if so sign me up for that I'll get back into Dayton just so that I could play with that because it sounds like a game a fun game Dame said I have engaged in dating I guess you can say I went on a sex hiatus for months and recently the bu- <laughs> oh my god! 
I went on a sex hiatus for months and recently the buns have been plentiful for the taking if I want it. But I have been sexually active with one person. However, she dislikes me now because I didn't want anything more. And I told her, let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, okay, because it's not just women. If someone tells you all that they want to do is have sex, please don't create a fantasy in your mind that it's going to go further than that. Because they've already said to you, this is all I want, or this is all that I'm looking for. They didn't have to do that. They kind of are doing you a solid, okay? If you don't listen, it's not really their fault because they were upfront, authentic, and honest with you. You have to take them at face value for what they say. He said he didn't want it, and now she's mad at her. But, you know, you got to understand that that's not more, you know, that he didn't want any more than that. Excuse me. She is a bit of an airhead. Oh, my God. Come on, Dame. She is a bit of an airhead. And I said I need to vibrate higher with what I want and need if I'm going to eventually find what I'm looking for. On the other hand, my friend came from the South to visit me for a few days and I quickly realized I truly enjoy the single life. I had to pick up and vacuum her hair and clean up after her. She was not a good house guest. So I think I'm back at square one. If I find the one, as they say, I'm fine. But at this point, I'm just focused on my health, my daughter and growing these businesses. That's right, Dame. Get your money, bruh. Chilling. Get your money, bruh. Big Bird from Baltimore said, dating has been pretty difficult until moving in together. Although living together has improved some aspects, dating fatigue is real. I don't even know what that is. I guess you got a date to get dating fatigue. Shit. Dating fatigue is real. I highly recommend Pinterest to think of some creative date night ideas. Outdoors are highly recommended given the increase in cases, including hiking, tubing, movies in the park, picnics, naked freeze tag. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. What happened? Oh, gosh. Naked freeze tag, getting freaky in a new place. Extra points if you've never done it there before. Is it a game? Like, I didn't know it was a game. I didn't know it was a game, man. Wow. Oh, God, you guys are wild. Extra points if you've never done it there before. This unprecedented time calls for some damn creativity. No need to gather cobwebs. Listen, I understand. Patrice from Marina Del Rey, I'm almost done, said, my partner likes to go out and eat out and I'm on my quarantine tip. So because he is overexposed, we don't even fist bump. That's right, Patrice, protect your nexus. Paul said, mask sex and sex outside where we might get caught. Y'all some freaks, okay? Like straight up, it's like y'all some freaks. And this ain't even like the sex episode, but y'all freaks. (laughs) Nikki said sex happens in the middle of the night since the kids are always home. It requires perseverance and determination to wake up at 3.30 in the morning with the energy for a full round or two, but it's totally worth it, though. That's right, Nikki. Keep your love alive. Keep your marriage healthy, sis. I am tired. Michael said, my only motivation to work out and avoid putting on the quarantine weight. Listen. Sidebar, quarantine weight is real. I done gained 10 pounds. I ain't even gonna lie. Listen, quarantine weight is real. Michael said my only motivation to work out and avoid putting on the quarantine weight has been being in peak shape to have as much sex as possible with my wife. That's a good man. Good job, Michael. From all the ladies, thank you. From all the ladies with fellas who have guts, thanks. I ain't tripping though. Last but not least, 
Coco says, I stopped. People are out here lying about their Rona and STD status because they are bored and have cabin fever. I do not have time for that. Plus, I want a legal significant other and most people that I have run into are not down for that anymore. So my couch it is. Protect your neck, Coco. I get it. So guys, those were the responses. I want to say thank you to everybody that participated. If I didn't get to read your comment, I'm sorry. But the ones that I did read, um, first of all, thank you to everybody for participating. The ones that I did read, like you guys are really funny and you guys offered some insight. You guys taught me some things because I definitely want to know what escape is. What in the world is that? You guys just crack me up. I really appreciate your participation. And I just always believe that instead of like um, getting like information solely from like articles on the Internet or, you know, some people like to make shit up. I'm just going to go to the people. I'm going to go to the people. I'm going to ask the people. I'm going to do a poll. I'm going to take I'm going to get some statistics. I'm going to handle my own statistics because I'm not going to expect anybody else to get the information that I need. And also the information that I captured, like it wasn't all the same. I wanted a variation just to show what people were doing. So thank you so much for participating. You guys made my day. And, you know, earlier in the show, the conversation was so heavy. Ending on this kind of just kind of brightened it up for me. And I hope it brightened it up for you guys, too, because, listen, some of those answers were hilarious. Some of them were a bit eye opening. Uh, But for the most part, they were pretty freaking hilarious. So thank you guys so much and expect more surveys and stuff like that to come in the future. And if you're interested in them, send me an email at hello at handmemypurse.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram or my inbox on Facebook and just let me know that you're interested. And I will keep you in mind for the next time we do that. Thank you so much again. So friends and kin, our straight facts question is coming from someone and I don't know who they are because it is anonymous. I am very clever in how I get my questions. I have little question minions working behind the scenes, like getting questions from all over, um, from people that I don't even know. And this person wanted to remain anonymous and their question I thought was just perfect for this episode and how I closed out the main conversation. So the question is, is it possible to fall in love with a person that you have only talked to on the phone and via text, but you have not met in person? Listen, love and lust in the time of Corona. Love and lust in the time of Corona. First of all, as someone who has, you know, done online dating, Um, I can't say that I have ever fell in love with someone that I have never met, but I have definitely made deep connections with people that I haven't yet met in person. Okay. Or not haven't like I'm doing that right now because I'm very not. Um, The only people that I'm building connections with that I haven't met in person with are you guys. Um, And I love you guys. So maybe it is possible to fall in love. But no, I do believe that it's possible to fall in love with somebody that you haven't met, that you have only talked to on the phone or text with, because I feel like human connection, physical connection is very important. 
but I do feel like a soul connection or a spiritual connection. Like I don't have to see you for that, you know, for you to touch uh, places in my spirit and for you to understand me, the things that are key components to a healthy relationship and, you know, aid in how to, you know, build a connection that moves toward love, like communication. For me, the most important thing in any relationship, it doesn't matter if it's your barber, or your milkman, they don't have milkmen anymore, your milkman, your lover, your mother, your uncle, like whoever. Understanding is the most important component to any relationship, because if I don't understand you, I can't effectively communicate. I can't love you correctly. I can't love you unconditionally. I can't really do all the other things that come along with building a healthy relationship because I don't really know who I'm dealing with. I think people focus on love and people focus on trust and honesty and all those things are important. Passion and, you know, so many important pieces to a relationship. But if I don't understand who I'm dealing with, like on a deeper level, not on a surface level. And don't get me wrong. Some people don't have the capacity to go deep, but on a deeper level, if I don't even understand the other human being that I am dealing with or that I'm engaged in this dance with, I'm going to be in trouble. And I think that that is where a lot of relationships go left because you don't even really take the time to understand like you may take the time to know who you're dealing with and you know facts about them and you know their patterns and things but do you understand them that means going beyond just knowing them on the surface and really getting down to understanding why they move the way that they do so yes I do believe that it is possible to fall in love with a person that you have not met in person good luck When I decided on the quote or the affirmation or whatever you want to call it, the little tidbit of encouragement for this show, uh, I knew that I wanted to be really clear about what I meant when I spoke about grace. And grace is a very personal experience uh, that we don't have any control over. It happens to us and it happens for us and for our greater good, but not by us. You know, it's literal divine intervention. But what is grace, though? Like, what is it? And as I looked around for a more clear way to convey what grace is, this was the best example that I could find that connected with my spirit. And that says, and I quote, grace, as Webster defines it, is unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their rebirth. In other words, that moment when God's presence is experienced and it makes magic happen in our hearts. I love this explanation. I also love the statement that grace evaporates fear. And so the quote that I'm going to read to you guys, it comes from an app that I downloaded and I love the seven day free trial so much that I have actually paid for the yearly subscription because it brought me that much joy and a whole hell of a lot of perspective in just a matter of seven days. And during those seven days, I shared so much of the content with my family and my friends. I was like, you know what? This is dope. And I read a lot of, you know, affirmation books. I have a lot of affirmation apps on my phone because I want to be inundated with positive and encouraging messages constantly. 
Like I need that. I need nothing but positivity all the time. And so this is not an ad in no way, shape or form. This is my real life. I am all about authentic healing. It's not a secret. I talk about it all the time. So why would I hold information back from you guys? Because nobody wins that way. Like it doesn't benefit me from saying, oh, I ain't going to tell him about the app that I use. No, I'm going to tell you because I want us all to heal. Like I want us all to be good and authentically good, not good on the surface, not like, you know, that good, like people ask you how you doing and you're like, oh, girl, I'm fine. But on the inside, you're dying on the inside. It's rotten. You know, you cried all morning. No, let's be authentic about how we're feeling and where we are. And let's be vulnerable with the people that we trust so that we can get to a place where we are better, where we're feeling better. We don't win when we are not authentic and vulnerable with each other and actively healing. So anyway, the app is called Storyteller and the creator is Morgan Harper Nichols. I am going to link her Instagram and the app's Instagram in the show notes. Go check it out for seven days. It's free. And the plus is that there's no requirement to pay for the app after the seven days. You can keep it and still get some of the benefits. You won't get the full benefits, but you'll still get some affirmations. You won't get the full on like reading like the because it comes with like a lot of information. But I really enjoyed the total experience. So I went for the gusto and I just got the app. It's not very expensive and it's really worth it. So go see for yourself. Now for this quote, I want you to to hone in on what I'm saying right now, okay? You are free to hope. There is more to come. You have been waiting for so long. You have been waiting for answers, longing for closure for the things that shattered your heart. Breathe deep and trust. Grace will meet you on the journey toward healing. Grace will meet you on the journey of discovering who it is that you were meant to be in this season. It's okay if you don't get it right all the time. It's okay if you don't get everyone's approval. Decide whose wisdom you will listen to and let the other voices disappear in the background. Listen, get into it. I ain't gonna read it again either. You better slide back. You better rewind it. Bag back, as we say in California. Bag back. Bag back and listen to it again. It's good. And let me tell you something. It spoke to my spirit. It spoke to my spirit loud. And when it speaks to my spirit loud, that's when I'm going to share it with y'all. Because to me, that's God's way of saying, share this with the people. Share with your folks, your friends and your kids. Share it with them. Because me and God talk like that. I hope y'all got a, a relationship with your God like that or your higher power where, you know, you can feel when they trying to trying to move you in a certain way. I understood what he was saying. And so. There you go. (laughs) Friends and kin, you know what time it is. I want to first thank God because I love God. What you don't love God? What's wrong with you? Because I love God and I have no problem with saying that. I want to thank my family, my friends, my supporters, and of course, you guys that are out there listening and those of you who continue to listen. I want to give a special shout out to well I appreciate all of my listeners. I really love new listeners because it's exciting that they're just joining us on this journey. But I want to give a straight up thank you so much to people who have been listening since I launched the show on April the 1st. Thank you. 
I appreciate you for telling a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you. And I love you. I love you for it. I can't even lie. And I just want you to know that I'm grateful for all of you guys. And I appreciate you. And I can't wait until the next time that we get to do this, which will be on August the 15th, by the way. Now, before you exit out of whatever streaming service you are using to listen to this, I want you to stop, look, listen to your heart, hear what it's saying, love. I'm sorry. I got a little excited. I want you to stop and then go and click subscribe or follow if possible. And I want you to get on over to Instagram and follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter again at H-M-M-P underscore podcast and on Facebook, just search Hand Me My Purse podcast. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts or any other medium that allows you to do so, I think Stitcher also does. Please rate and review the show. I love you for it. I also want to say that I hope that you guys took advantage of the self-care code from episode 10 uh, for the smudge life. I used my code. I got my stuff and I was really excited about it. I might go back and use it again. Okay, I hope it's still up. I'm gonna go back and try to use it again because I love the products and I love Camille. I love what she has going on over there. It's just so awesome. I'm just really grateful to have had her on as a guest. If you didn't catch that show, if you didn't listen, I suggest you go back to episode 10. It's it's a special show. Go listen to it. I learned so much. There's so much awesome information there for you in terms of spiritual wellness and your spiritual journey and healing go listen to it. And I'm being straight up serious. Show notes are going to be available at handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com. Also, the opening and closing music that you hear or the intro and outro music that you hear on this podcast is provided by Gloomy Tunes. I'm going to link them in the show notes. Gloomy Tunes actually is comprised of a student or some students that actually graduated from the school where I work. So it's important to me to support um, black children. And I mean, they're adults now, of course, but it's important to me to support black children. So it was my way of paying it forward. Like I was so happy to have them provide the music for my show and like they did a kick-ass job. So like if you need some music for your show, holla at Gloomy Tunes because they did it and they did it right. And if you are interested in having your questions for the straight facts segment submitted or photos and stories or quotes about your aunties or from your aunties, I want you to send them to hello at handmemypurse.com or send me a DM on Instagram and your auntie might be featured on my Instagram or I may read a story or quote that she mentioned to you or that you'll always remember about her during the show. You can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered on those days. Again, the 1st and 15th of every month on your podcast streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. These are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.